Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. Welcome to Money and Me. How do you get your hands on the best air mile credit cards in Singapore? Now that we're all traveling again, this really matters. You don't want to apply for 10 different credit cards. You have zero time to research how to get into an SIA premium cabin based on what you spend your money on. So we have just the thing for you. You want to save money on flights because you know inflation is here. All you need is a secret map to the best air mile credit cards. And my next guest has plotted that map for you. He's written a terrific new ebook. It is just out on shelves. It's called A Beginner's Guide to Singapore's Best Air Mile Credit Cards. Tim Phillips is the author of Chasing Miles. And he says it's the only Singapore credit card hacking guide that you'll ever need. Tim, good morning. Good morning, Michelle. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm I am uh, so excited. Me too. I'm a passionate miles accumulator, and I kind of want to share that knowledge with uh, with everyone out there to to kind of get them up to up to speed on their miles game. I have no idea what the miles conversion rates mean <laughs> on these credit card brochures. I have too many cards in my car, in my wallet, all trying to hack this game. So I hope you can know, help us out. Too. First of all, give us some inspiration. I know you want to sell a bazillion mm. copies of your new ebook, and I think you should mm. because it's really well written. Uh, but mm. help us understand, first of all, how successful have you been at cracking the Air Mile credit card game? Yeah, so I mean, I, I came from Hong Kong originally. So the, the, the Miles game in Hong Kong is actually not as good as the Miles game here in terms of the earnings that you can get. So when I came here, I started to do a bit more research on conversions and, and how many miles per dollar that you would get per spend. And initially, you know, when I first got here, I was quite successful at getting a couple of free economy class flights maybe every year or maybe, you know, a premium economy class flight. But then I think as you start to ramp up and you start to maybe spend a bit more, you accumulate more miles, right? And I started to be able to kind of get more long, like a long haul business class flight on miles with me and my wife. Um, now that I've got two sons, it's becoming a lot more, a lot more difficult, a lot more challenging, but I love a good challenge. So that's part of the, uh, the thrill <laughs> is trying to figure out how to, how to maneuver that. But yeah, I mean, you know, I think probably like two or three years ago, I went on like first class suites, like, you know, the, the, the new suites on A380s uh, from here to Hong Kong. I mean, it's only about four, our flight but that was really yeah. nice I, I did that and it was quite like an amazing experience I'd never been on and obviously you would never really consider paying for that like a, as a revenue ticket so to get it for you know you pay the taxes I think it was like $50 sing per oh. person to go with my wife and then our son who was under two at the time and so that was amazing and then earlier this year I managed to get business class to London for all four of us but I booked you know like last October I'm sorry in in May of 2022 I went with you know the four of us and I managed to get tickets but I had accumulated a lot of miles obviously over over the period of the pandemic so yeah so I mean I'm trying to get to the point where I don't need to pay for long haul long haul business class flights I think that's that's the key and that's what that is an aspiration you know, yeah. Yeah. It's like something I want to be able to do without having to pay for it with that, you know, sort of just getting it on, on, uh, on redeeming the miles, the miles for, for flights. So that's, that's the key. So it's, it's been a bit more strategic, but I've been 
doing the Miles game for about maybe seven or eight years now since I've been in Singapore. So really enjoying it. Absolutely fantastic. So in this book, Chasing Miles, mm. it's an ebook, mm. so people can download it like that after they pay 30 bucks and they'll yeah. get all your insights there. And I won't give away too much, but as you know, yeah. I'm crazy about this Miles game. I had yeah. no idea how to crack it because I don't understand <laughs> the miles per spend per, breakdown. Per, per it dollar. seems to be different on each on the card. card. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Tell me about the key mile earning basis that we have to be thinking about and covering. Oh, yeah, the key so metrics. I, well, let's, I think yeah. first off, like if, if you want to download the book or go buy the book, um, go to timtalksmoney.com and the book is there. So it's uh, Tim Talks Money and you can, uh, you can find the book there. I think the key for you to understand the conversion is to look at how much you know, you're spending on... Like, I mean, for me, I, I've pretty much broken it down to the two big, bigger banks like DBS and UOB. So I think I, w- I won't give too much away there, but their conversion rates are the same. So basically like one bank point for them or sorry, like, yeah, one bank point for them equals two miles because there are lots of other banks out there that have some crazy ratios. And it's just a lot of people don't really have the time to figure that out. So yeah, I basically keep it to DBS and UOB, which are the two two of the biggest credit cards uh, banks in Singapore, and they have a, a really good range of, of miles earning credit cards. And what you want to do, I mean, what I try to lay out in the book is that really you need to maximize how much, how many miles you're earning per dollar that you spend, right? Hmm. So a lot but of- But figuring lot of that things, out is the problem because they yeah, have converted out, so it back to their bank points. Back points. Yeah, so I lay that all out in the book. I try to explain it to you in as layman terms, and I give you like the whole- breakdown of how do you convert it? Because a lot of people go with maybe the American Express because it's easy and it goes straight into your bank account. But yep. if you're actually trying to accumulate miles, it's probably one of the worst place ways to do that, right? Because it gives you the worst like earnings. It gives you one of the worst earnings uh, ratios. So if you're thinking about earning the most, it's you want to basically earn four miles per dollar that you spend. That's That's the key metric. That's what that's one of my golden rules. I have like four or five golden rules in the book. And that's one of the golden rules is you want to spend as much as you, as you, you know, your monthly credit card spend on credit cards that earn you four miles per dollar. And there are many out there that do. So it's more about just trying to find the ones that do among the big banks and not be drawn into a lot of the like sign up bonuses. There are lots of sign up bonuses out there that say, oh, yeah. you can earn like 20,000 miles if you sign up now and spend X amount, like maybe a few hundred dollars, right? And that's mm. great. But then after that's lapsed and you've got your 20,000 miles, what are you going to earn on the subsequent spend? I think that's something that maybe these banks don't want you to really think about too much or they just say like they lure you in with the with the sign up bonus and then after that what you spend is subsequently quite is quite uh you know insignificant if you're trying to build it up so i think understanding which cards can give you the most accelerated spend is the key because instead of spending you know for example i'll say to go to london on a one-way business class ticket on a saver you know one of the saver class it's like a hundred and three thousand miles or something which is a lot of miles right and so you you need to spend a lot of money to get there if you're spending say you spend on an american express card which gets you 1.1 miles per dollar you have to spend around ninety thousand singapore dollars or ninety three thousand to get to to redeem that one-way ticket right but if you're doing it on four miles per dollar you'll have to spend maybe like 25 to 26,000. So it's, you know, it's nearly a quarter of, of, of what you would spend on an American Express card. So I think it's key to really find the right cards that fit 
you know, that accelerate your spend. So what you're spending is not going yeah. to waste. You're not leaving miles on the table. Um, and so yeah. I lay that out all in the book and try to really break it down for people to say, this is, you know, this card should be for this, this card should mm. be for that. And there are certain cards that should be used for certain spending as well. What kind of spending? Okay, so, um, so these are specialized spending cards, the ones that earn four miles per dollar. They're specialized, which means you have to spend on specific channels, right, to get that accelerated rate. If you don't spend on that specific channel, then you'll earn like literally 0.4 miles per dollar. So you will get four miles per dollar if you spend on, say, online. DBS does an online credit card. I'll just give you that tip there. There's an online credit card that gives you four miles per dollar on all your online spend up to $2,000 per, uh, per month, right? But if you go over that $2,000, you'll start earning nothing again. You'll start earning 0.4 miles per dollar, right? But if you spend, if you use that credit card and tap it anywhere or go out for dinner and pay with it, you'll earn 0.4 miles per dollar. You'll earn, you know, nothing. But if you spend it online, you'll get the, the, the most out of it that you can. So it needs to be specific and you need to have all your bases covered. Um, and so that's what I lay out in the book as well. There are So you map out channels. for us so we... Mm-hmm. So we know yeah, if you're online spenders, this is the card to get. This is the if card. you spend on beauty, this is the card yeah, to get. This is the card. And if you're just doing UOB, does a great one, which is just contactless. And everywhere now has contactless, right? I can't think of a place oh, yeah. that doesn't have a contactless terminal. And there are a yeah. couple of cards out there for UOB that if you just tap, you'll get four miles per dollar. Or if you just use your Apple iPhone or your or your Google Android phone, you know, you'll you'll be able to get four miles per dollar. But these are things that I think the banks don't really promote that much because I assume they're probably not super profitable cards. They're, these cards that earn four miles per dollar, you don't tend to see them actually offer that many sign-up bonuses. And so that might tell you something about maybe the profitability level or the exposure level that the marketing departments in these banks really want to give these cards. So it takes it, I'm trying to uncover these cards and trying to put them together so you're not applying for like 10 different cards and trying to figure out a strategy. I give you, you know, if you want one card, you have this. If you want two cards, you have this. And if you want three cards, um, you know, you can have this combination because I understand not everyone has the time to have eight or 10 or 12 different cards. It's just too much to keep track of. So I try and make it easy and and try to maximize people's spend on as few cards as possible. I think that's the key. Can I really fly? Can I really fly on an SIA premium (laughs) cabin for free? Well, actually, okay. That might be a bit misleading because I mean, free quote, quote unquote free, um, you have to pay a tax to to get it, but you get the revenue cost of the ticket free. But everyone who flies okay. out of Changi or if you fly out of Heathrow or, or you know, uh, Tokyo Haneda, you have to pay a tax, right? So yeah. in Singapore, that tax, I think, is like $60. So it's it's minimal. But if you're flying out of, say, a London, then the tax could be maybe 400 cents. So it's a bit more. Um, but if you think about the actual revenue cost of that ticket, say business to London, it's seven to 8,000 Singapore dollars. So it's a huge amount of money. And so if you're going to pay, if you get it on the lowest tier in terms of redemptions, you can pay maybe four to 500 sing uh, in taxes per, per person, right? So that's saving you, what, like six and a half to seven thousand dollars straight off the bat. Um, so you are paying, but obviously you're getting a very premium experience. Um, everyone can. I think you can. You just need to be able to plan ahead, right? I think for myself, booking for London or booking anything long haul, you have to really plan ahead. So if you have kids and you know their holiday terms and you know when you want to go on holiday, 
if you go to Singapore Airlines and you try to redeem a ticket, you can actually redeem a ticket up to about 350 days in advance, nearly a year in advance. So if you know where you're going and you know the, the, the destination and you want to you know, do it as soon as you can, if you don't mm-hmm. think it's likely that your plans are going to change. Um, obviously, other people, there are, they might be a bit more they might be a bit more inflexible with their plans or they, they don't have everything like planned out. I'd mm-hmm. say like if you go short haul, it's a lot easier to redeem a ticket in business class if you were doing something like to Hong Kong or to uh, maybe Bangkok or maybe to Perth or, or something that's in the region. Their availability will be a lot better, right? But if you're trying to redeem obviously to London or to Frankfurt or to Rome or to a European city or the US, it's a lot uh, it, it requires a lot more advanced planning, I would say. So I think that's the key if you're thinking about redeeming is plan ahead, you know, and really, really try and lock in the longer haul uh, premium class tickets because those are the ones that are the hardest to, to get availability on. Listen, we've done tons of shows on the miles card versus the cash uh, earning card. And I'm always yeah. on the miles side because I think the Good, conversion rates are much better. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I save much with the cashback because there are always these caps on it. Um, when it comes to uh, Tim Phillips, by the way, is the author of Chasing Miles. That's a new ebook. It's yeah. available. You can download it now. I love that it's a Singapore based um, guide to understanding yeah. the credit card mile conversion thing. Because it's an ebook, I mean, yeah. you'll have our email addresses and all that when we pay $30 for this ebook. Will you be updating it? Because these yeah, things change, these promos. Yeah, things do change. So I think I'm going to try and be updating it sort of every quarter. To be honest, like a lot of the cards that I mentioned, like their earnings rates don't really alter or change that much. So if you're looking at like promotions and stuff, that those are a bit more fleeting, right? So I don't, it wouldn't really be useful for, for me to update that book in terms of the promotions out there. Because you can go out there and find promotions. If you go to a lot of these Miles bloggers, they'll like have bank promotions if you want to, you know, if you want to sign up for something or if you if you think if there's an accelerated uh, spending promotion on certain banks, you could do it. But for me, it's more I came up with this because I felt like there wasn't really anything for people who are just starting out or wanted it to break it down without going into the weeds. A lot of the Miles bloggers are really good, but they're very passionate and, and, and I think they kind of talk in their own lingo and a lot of people get lost. So I basically just try and break it down. And again, Singapore's miles market is very unique, right? Like every miles market is different. Like you will want to redeem on Singapore Airlines. Um, If you're in the US, there's a whole other miles chasing community there. And if you go to Hong Kong, there's a miles chasing community. I think it's kind of the same in every national market. It will be a bit different with the cards that you have and the earnings rates that you have. So I didn't really see something that was done for Singapore, people who, who really want to get into it, who don't really have the maybe the time or the energy to research it and go into the weeds. So this is more for people starting out and wanting to at least redeem flights. If you don't want to redeem in, in business class, then you can obviously redeem an economy. I think you'd still save money, right? I think that's the key. Oh, yeah. I think it's saving, it's saving money is the key, especially with inflation and with, I, as you said, cashback is always capped. That's the key for me. If, if cashback was like 5%, there's a lot of these rates that say 8%, like 6%, which is great if it's not capped, Sounds right? Good. If it's, yeah. If it's capped at like $50 per month, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know how much I, I appreciate that. So it seems like, you know, if it wasn't capped, it would be much more competitive, I think. But I think for miles, if you do fly at least, you know, once or twice a year, then it just makes sense to, to get that because then you can at least redeem it and at least get, you know, quote unquote, a free flight without, without paying, whether it's economy or premium economy or business. But obviously- I- 
I knew this was the ebook for me because I looked at the breakdowns and right there it said, you need to be a woman to get this card. And I laughed my head <laughs> off. I was like, he's that specific. Yeah. Listen, he's telling yeah. you this is gender specific. specific. I love it. Is there, yeah. is there a best air mile card for us ladies? Do you go into that? There is, yeah. So, I mean, if you're a woman, I think the the best card to get is it's called the UOB uh, Solitaire or Ladies card. There's there are two versions. There's a Ladies card which has a a one thousand dollar cap uh, per for the four miles per dollar, and there's a Ladies Solitaire which gives you a three thousand dollar cap. So it's it's higher. Um, the key is that you can actually spend it. You can actually choose the 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 sort of um, you can choose what you spend it on. So every quarter you decide whether you want to spend it on dining to get the four miles per dollar. And you can choose two, uh, two segments. You can say dining and, you know, like groceries or something, or you could say beauty and health and, and shopping. So there are lots of different permutations that you can choose. And if you want to, if you think you're going to spend more in the upcoming quarter, you can clarify that and, and they'll give you the accelerated rate on that spend. I think the key for this card is that you cannot actually apply for it. If you're a man, there are some women's cards out there where men can also apply. So it doesn't really make sense, but for this card, only women can apply, but for all the guys out there, you know, I would just suggest uh, putting that card on your Apple iPhone, if you, you know, your wife or your girlfriend or whoever and spending it. So, or taking, you know, having a sup a supplementary card, but, um, the key is that you can always put it on your phone and then spend it as a guy. You don't have to be like, okay, the woman, woman has to, you know, apply for, it, or your, your, your wife has to apply for it. Um, and you can't spend on it. So I think there are ways for the, for the guys to also benefit from their wives and their girlfriends. Do you write about have. that? Do you write? Yeah, that? I do. I mean, oh, I one, of the great. Keys, one of the keys, one of the keys is that, you know, if you've, if you've got, if you're in a couple, obviously the, one of the easiest ways to get your miles, uh, sort of cap higher is to just apply for the same card. Right. And then you can, you've got more spend that is earning four miles per dollar every, every month. And so if you guys are, you know, if you say, Michelle, you have uh, a miles card that earns four miles per dollar and it's only yeah. capped at 2000, you know, if your husband has one that is that also you want to double that cap then just get him to apply to exactly the same card or, 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 you know, I think that's, that's the easy way to double your caps. And so I think it's more, it's more in the sense that these four miles per dollar spends, they tend to be capped at a certain level. Um, so if you're spending a bit, a decent amount, you need to, you need to adjust where you're spending it on that card. But there's nothing to say that the husband can apply for it and the wife can also apply for exactly the same card as a separate person, right? So it's not, there's no like hard and fast rule to say that you can't have two separate caps. So I think that's also something I, uh, I found useful. If you're also looking at travel spend, which can also be quite a lot if you're spending on Ooh, flights, yes. there you are certain cards. Oh, not, travel, not spending like, in another country. It's yeah, spending, well, spending on... in another country is, I mean, there are cards that can give you better rates on foreign exchange. But I would just say that you're also paying like a 3.3% FX fee. So it's quite hefty. So I know a lot of people probably won't want to, you're effectively buying miles at that rate. Like you're, I mean, it's easy to spend on it because you don't want to carry mm -hmm. cash. But if you mm -hmm. wanted to, you know, if you wanted to use cash, you could, but that card that you're spending on, you will have to pay like a, a spread, right? On the, on the FX, which is like 3.3, which is quite hefty, but, but it Got does it, earn yeah. you more for a lot of cards, which is, which is I an option. You mentioned something that's piqued my interest. What do you think about buying miles? You see a lot of these companies out there. Yeah. I think you have to be really, really passionate and you kind of need to know where you're going to go and plan ahead if you want to buy the miles. Because I see there are lots of options like Citibank does one called City Payo where you can, you can actually pay your tax or you can pay your rent and 
there are certain providers of like card up where you can use your card to actually pay for rent or you can use it to pay for schooling, school fees. Yeah, a in lot of Singapore? These, yeah, here in Singapore, yeah. Um, but And you can actually earn miles on that, right? But you don't earn the four miles per dollar. You can only earn it on like the basic, you know, 1.2, 1.4 miles per dollar cards. Um, but the thing is that it's, you're really pay you are actually paying to actually earn. And so I think you have to be either comfortable with that or know, know where you're, where you're going to go and use those miles, like, you know, quickly after you accumulate them. And so for me, I don't tend to, yeah, I don't tend to actually buy miles that much unless there's an offer, which is really blows me out of the water, um, which you don't tend to see that much in Singapore because, you know, I think the miles buying miles buying facilities they tend to be for really really passionate miles chasers who maybe have a big trip coming up and they want to pay their tax in one go and then they can they can uh they can use the miles to to, to redeem straight away so i think you have to understand where your needs are and what, what you're planning for but there's nothing to say you can't do it it's just i would look at the rate that they're charging you and make sure that it's competitive I'm so sad. I have one of those cards that earn me like <laughs> 1.2 miles. And I'm thinking, that's great. I don't want to upgrade ever because I don't want to pay that hefty credit card fee. I'm yeah. thinking, I don't want to pay that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Is that the one that the premium cards, right? Like, is it? Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, do you factor yeah. that in as well into your equations in this book? Like, how much yeah, are you actually definitely. paying for this card? Like annual fees. Okay, so that's yeah. one tip I do I do give in the book. You do not need to pay annual fees. I, I you know, I, I, I meet a lot of friends who say, Oh, you know, it's like annual fees and I say, No, oh, you definitely do not need to pay annual fees unless you have one of those really premium cards like an Amex Centurion or something, which is, you know, you pay five or six hundred per year. Maybe that is very difficult to get out of. But actually most entry level credit cards, you know, I think banks just whack it on. They whack on that annual fee and they hope that you just pay it or don't ask questions. But if you call like UOB or DBS, there's an actual automated response that say, if you want to get your annual fee waived, press one. And you know, all you have to do is just call up customer service, go to the automated option, press one, and they're like, oh, uh, your annual fee has been waived. And so right there, you can kind of save yourself $150, $200, right? Just keep, some, keep in some mind- Some banks don't have that option, you know? Yeah, some banks might not. I think it depends yeah. on how much in demand the card is. I've mm. never personally experienced a time where I haven't had a card fee waived. So, so for me, it seems as though banks just put it on there to see, you know, maybe people don't ask questions. A lot of people don't ask questions and then pay it. But yeah. if you do take the time to actually just call them up or it's an automated response now, you don't actually even need to speak to someone. You just go to yeah. their 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 phone banking be, and they'll do you it just got to be vigilant away. and and you just got to be vigilant thing yeah. and call and figure it out. Listen, Tim, before there. we let you go, we've got two minutes yeah. left on the clock. I want to mention where to yeah. buy your book again in in yes. a while. But first, give us one tip. Give us one tip on hacking air miles that is not in the book, Tim. Okay, yeah, I've got a good one. Um, there is a spontaneous escapes every month. So Singapore Airlines every month about the fifteenth or sixteenth of the month they put out a list of destinations where they give you 30% off the saver redemption rates for your, your air miles. Um, but you've got to travel in the following month. So February 15th, they gave out a list of destinations for 30% off. And you can get 30% off to some thing, places in Southeast Asia. Uh, there's Hong Kong, a couple of places you know, in North Asia as well. Um, and that's a pretty good redemption rate. You get 30% off the actual rate that you would pay in terms of miles, but you have to travel the following month. 
Um, so get on that and like take a look at where the things are, like where the destinations are. Sometimes they won't have things that you want to go to. But if you're quite flexible and you can travel the following month, that's an easy way for you to save 30% on redeeming tickets. And I think that's done every month. They've started to do that. Obviously, they stopped during the pandemic, but they're starting to do that now. Um, and they, you know, if you're, if you're a bit more flexible and you have the time to hop onto a flight the following month, uh, go check out their spontaneous awards uh, escapes because they're, they're, they're pretty good. They have a pretty good list out there. All right. Thank you so much, Tim. Yeah. This is gold. Yeah. Tim Phillips is the author yeah. of Chasing Miles, the only Singapore credit card hacking guide you will ever need. You can get the guide for yeah. 30 bucks at timtalksmoney.gumroad.com. Is that right, Tim? That's right. So I hope I kind of break it down for people. That was the passion of mine is just really just break it down for everyone who's starting out and just give you some card combinations and take you through the step-by-step process of actually redeeming. Because I think that's something that also isn't really explained to people. How do they convert the bank points? You know, you don't actually earn miles when you spend, you earn bank points and then you've got to convert it. So that's there's a lot of, there's a lot of these processes and admin, which is, is super, super boring, but I try and break it down as, as, as succinctly <laughs> as possible. So yeah. TimTalksMoney.com. Uh, please check it out and please buy it. We will. You, uh, and he's Tim Phillips. Yeah. I'm Michelle Martin. This is Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.